We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Oh, good morning, my friends. It's 1230 on Tuesday, May 3rd. Dallas Mavericks lost to the Phoenix Suns about an hour ago. Sorry I'm a little later than I normally want to be, but Josh and I ran into some technical difficulties, which forced everything back. But here we are. You know, much like the Mavericks, uh, apparently tonight, where there was some some stumbling and and, and just some some generalized just blech. Um, here we are. Uh, so for those of you who know, we ran into a um, Suns team which is really really good at basketball. Uh, it was a, a nice reminder of the fact that they were sixty four and eighteen, um, and the Dallas Mavericks just uh, you know they did not play a perfect game. And sort of their shortcomings were sort of on full display in a variety of means. That does not mean the series is over. It means that it was a game where they were kind of thoroughly outclassed and they're going to have to find a way to either play better on offense as a team uh, or uh, play better on defense, preferably a little bit of both. So, you know, you guys know the drill. Um if you want to come up here and have something to say, let's uh, let's hash it out a little bit. Be sure to listen for your name when I call you up. And if you have any problems logging in, we'll we'll figure it out. I may require, you know, exiting and entering the room. Look for your name uh, hovering in green. We'll hang out for a little while, maybe not too, too long, um, just because I'm not really sure what to take away from this game in a big picture sense. All right, coming up first, Drew. Hey, Drew. It's very late where you are. Welcome. Hey, I want... Kirk, oh yeah, welcome. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? I want to get in early because it's really late here in the East Coast. I, that's why I brought you up first. <laughs> I thank you so much, sir. I I just got a couple things to say. I mean, I I think that was as piss poor defense as I've seen Dallas play in a long time. Uh, I mean, I remember one time Chris Paul gets in the lane to about eight feet, and like three guys just run away from him. 
And he says, okay, well, I guess I'll shoot it then. Yeah. I, it was just, I don't know how they were discombobbled. You know, it just, it just didn't seem like they had a lot of continuity on defense. And I mean, I, you know, uh, the, I mean, as the offense probably could lose a little tweaking, but I think they really lost this game on defense. And the only other thing I have to say is the hell with Rudy Gobert. They're mad, mad to do everything they can, if they can, to get, get DeAndre Ayton over here. How good is that, dude? Because <laughs> I'm telling you what, and I think the one thing that may convince him, if you can move all the marbles, is the fact that him and Luca are the same age. And yeah. it wouldn't take a whole lot of role players around those two to dominate the NBA for some he was, time. He, he was so good. And it was just, you know, kids said it in the pregame, not pregame, I guess, stuff yesterday, which was essentially that, uh, you know, the Suns don't, the Suns have guys that can do stuff on offense. Then he kind of tried to walk it back before the game today, but he, it, it, he was not wrong. Like there were a couple of plays, pick and roll plays that were eerily similar to the stuff that the Jazz were getting where the Jazz players were not passing it to Rudy, and Aiden mm-hmm. just flushed it home. And it's like, when you say the defense needs to be better, I agree on a like a principle standpoint, but the Mavericks' defense is sort of built on forcing, and you know, most good defenses are, fil- are built on forcing it to the offensive weak point. And tonight, the Suns didn't have any. When Jay Crowder is hitting four or four from three at one point, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah, you're you're really right. They shot the lights out. There's there's no question. And the thing is, is they had some open shots, but I'll tell you what, they didn't miss them either. Uh, they hit those open shots, you know. So Man. I mean, you got to give you got to give credit to them. But I just saw I I don't know why I just kept watching that game and saying, my God, what would it be to have Aiton and Doncic playing together? Luca and, sure. and DeAndre would be. I mean, that would be a dominant force. I think those those guys could get on the same page. Like I well, said, it wouldn't, wouldn't take I mean, it's a lot a of players around him. It's a different, and and you know, not to get too philosophical, because I think we'll talk about this as the as the this series goes along. But this is, you know, the Suns have good players, not only because Chris Paul joined their team, but because they were also really bad for a long time, and they got multiple bites at very good players. You know, like, like they they have, they have a lot of talent because they they found talented guys through the draft. You know, Cam Johnson was kind of a, a he was panned as a pick, and he crushed the Mavericks tonight. It's yeah. Uh, well, it, it 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 doesn't help that you know a guy that's shooting forty one percent from three point, and we just daring him to shoot. I mean, he was just <laughs> he was just wide open. You know, like say, oh, we don't think he can shoot. Oh, really? Right. You know that kind of thing. But the whole thing is is. You know, this. I think this Phoenix team is great, but I'll tell you what, you got a year or two at most of Chris Paul left, and I'm not sure this team is just the same without Chris Paul. Because I've seen him play without Paul. He keeps – he's the glue that holds them all together. Sure. I mean, he's taught him a lot of professionalism and stuff, and I, I hope mm-hmm. that during, as the series goes along that Luca really tries to take it to, to Paul. There are a number of post-ups where you could just see Luca just slamming into him like a bumper car. And and more of that, please. And I think one thing with Luca, he's got to, he's got to look to really score more because he did it at you know make the like the second half mm-hmm. or, or actually starting in the second quarter because uh, in the first quarter it was looked like they were just t- filling all the passing lanes and just saying hey you know Luke and Luca for some reason was just 
look in the past when they were, looks like they were giving him five, six footers, you know, yep. all night long trying to cover the passing lanes. And, you know, and he tried to pass a few times and they were all right there. And I, he finally got the message. says, okay, they don't want me to pass. They just, you know, so I'll start scoring, you know. Right. But, but I, you know, I, I don't think the series is over no. because as, as well as Phoenix plays, it's not, there's no guarantee they're going to hit all those shots that they did hit, you know? So, I mean, shooting comes and goes, even if you're wide open, sometimes you do miss, you know, and, and we'll we'll see how that. But you know, like I said, it is it's it 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 kind of is what it is. And you know, certainly, and and Dunwoody just has to relax. I mean, that one time where he had that wide open layup, and he just looks like he was he he was yeah. like on speed, rushing everything, and just put it right over the back, you know, kind of thing. And I think he just needs to like pay, play a little bit more like Luca's pace and just slow down, relax. Got a wide open layup, just hit it, yeah. you know. So, yeah. all right, I I have you go, but I was I was drooling over Aiden tonight because I, he, <laughs> and, and like I said, he's the same age as Luca. Both of these guys are gonna get so much better in the next three or four years. Well, thanks, boss. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to Tyler. Hey, Tyler. What's up? One more time with the mute button. I can tell when you come off stage and you hit the mute button my favorite thing Um, because it it does it with your icon. All right, Tyler, uh, we'll bring you back up here in a little bit. Um, All right, let's go to Raj. Hey, Raj, welcome. Hit that mute button one more time. I can see you guys hitting it when you come up on stage. Hello now. Hello. We got it, man. We got it. Okay, (laughs) tell me more. (laughs) Kirk, man, love your stuff. What a tough loss, man. That was just uh, just really brutal. I I, uh, I try to, right after the game, kind of think this passionately and wonder <clears throat> if we were to see the Mavs win this series, right? They were 3-1 to one to win the series before it started. We have the information from game one now. We saw that Phoenix is just so, so damn good. They, we, we do the same things. We move the ball. We defend hard. Uh, <clears throat> we're cohesive, right? My question is, like, what is the price after game one where we would feel confident betting the Mavericks to win this series? And, <laughs> and, and I throw that out. It's, it's an honest question as a better and, like, I can't quit this team, man. And so many guys had off nights. Brunson was off. Like, Powell was a ghost. You know, Finney Smith didn't get going until the second half. There's so many places where you know we could play better. But how do we win the series? Like, it's so hard to answer that right now. Yeah, I, I, I and, and keep in mind that, like, I'm still learning a lot about betting, so I don't really have a great answer on what I would feel comfortable with. But the, the odds have to be. Conceptually, conceptually. Yeah. The odds have to be kind of delicious right now because it's like right. one game, like the winner of game one just tends to win a series. You know, then the same thing happened with the Utah series last time where it's like, all right, well, we came into that, we came into that, that series and, and it was like, okay, well, you know, you don't have Luca. What are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And, and mm-hmm. this is, is, I, I don't really have a great answer <laughs> because I, if, if you feel confident enough that they're going to win game two, 
and I, I, there's enough reason to say, okay, you're, you're, you know, you've watched this game this series a ton. Like this one thing the Mavericks don't do is they don't let losses bother them. Like they don't seem yep. to linger from game to game. So like, there's a lot of, of we just have a lot of evidence of that because it's not like they lose a lot of games in a row. Um, going back to yep. like January 1st. So there's, there's enough of those kind of ideas in place to where I think you could talk yourself into a lot of different numbers. I mean, the flip side is just, it's like, these sons really good, really good. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. They're so good. And that's why I love that you brought up Utah. It's like, we could see the path with Utah, right? We lost early. Luca was hurt, but even still like Donovan, Rudy, that's like, you know, that was a fragile core that we, we saw a way around in this round, even with the point guard at the head coach. And, you know, we know we're going to make adjustments. It's just like, what is it? You know, like Aiton was rolling. Cam Johnson was rolling. Crowder was rolling. Chris Paul didn't even really seem to assert himself at all. You know, yeah. Paul's like, Paul's like in the background, just watching it all happen. And meanwhile, in Dallas, you know, we're all thinking, what do we do with Paul? Right. And, and so I guess it's just like, what is that? We went zone for like 45 seconds, I think, in the end of the second quarter. It's like even schematically getting drastic, it's hard to imagine what it looks like where without Maxi having the half of his uh, <laughs> of all of his lifetimes, uh, how, how do we stay tight? Right, right. And while we're here, let's just, uh, you know, I'm just going to say it repeatedly tonight. Shout out to Maxi Kleba for being alive. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, big big <laughs> fan of, of uh, Proof of Life Maxi going on yeah. right now. My God. I went from being, like, like aggressively angry with him to being like, oh, good, 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 Lord, <laughs> man. So. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Recency helps the last couple weeks. He's been awesome. Um, you know, I'm optimistic, man. I'm just – we got to get creative and uh, and throw some ideas around for, for how it happens. But, anyways, I'll give it up, man. Huge fan. Love what you're doing read everything you write. Really appreciate you. Thank you kindly. Talk soon. I hope you come back. Cheers, man. All right. Let's go to Armand. Welcome, Armand. What do you got for us tonight? We'll see if the audio will work for Armand. We may have to, to boot Armand and bring him right back. If he can't figure it out. All right, Armand, you come back up here in a second. Let's go back to Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Kirk. Sorry about that. Yeah, it happens. One in the morning. Um, yeah, I have an excuse, but whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm also sort of optimistic. Um, I guess the one of the big concerning things I had was, and I would like your opinion on it, was like, was this just we were a little bit tired? Or, or like our perimeter defense seemed to be really, really bad, um, you know, defense in general, but it just felt like they were blowing by us at, at will on the perimeter yeah. and is that just like a lack the of early, so the early fouls kind of caused a cascading problem because Bullock picked up two fouls in the first four and a half minutes and then Brunson also picked up two fouls in that first quarter too and then he picked up that third foul in the second quarter so you're automatically playing you're like you're stealing minutes here and there and you're just sort of hoping for the best and it causes downhill effect where guys are really like everyone else on the team was kind of worried about fouls. Now it ended up not really being that big of a deal for the Mavericks, but they were also down by 15. Um, so it, it, you know, like I thought Bullock really probably played one of his worst games 
um, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he probably would agree with that assessment between his, his missing of open shots and then just draw, like getting, like fouling a lot. Um, I, I think he was sort of like, you know, not to, it's not a blame thing, but it's like he was sort of the, the crux point of where things started to go awry for the Maverick defense because everything else went, went really funky from, from, from that point on. I mean, they, they did a little bit better at times, but not, not to the extent that we've seen them play the last several games. Yeah, I was um, watching it. I was concerned about our, our athleticism um, against them because they just seem to be able to move around at will and blow by everybody. But, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I do well, have they targeted Luca. They targeted the shit out of Luca, And, like, that is really difficult to, to – what do you do? Like, Luca has to both carry the offense and not be awful on defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that's something to for him to work on in the offseason, I suppose. Um, like, he can move his feet. He just doesn't well, do it sometimes. I mean, the, the bottom line with Luca from a big-picture standpoint is, like, how many things can we realistically expect him to improve? Okay. One of the things that I think is absolutely within his ability is to be in unbelievable cardiovascular shape. Because he's his body type and his mass, and, and I don't mean this negatively, but he's I think he likes to play a little bit stronger and heavier. But if he's going to do that, then he's also – it's just like you, you see him wear down over the course of games, and that's where, like, the defensive attacking started to really kind of – you could tell he was, he was dog tired. And, and that's, that's a thing where it just plays back into the team defense because by now – you know, he's going to have to become passable and he has been for significant portions of the season. It's just right now it's, it's a tough deal because it's a playoffs. Yeah. And I'm a little bit concerned about his um, fatigue moving forward. Um, but I, I do, the last guy said, you know, looking for ideas. I do have a couple ideas and let me know if they're crazy. Um, but I think bringing Dwight off the bench might be a, a decent idea just to steal minutes yeah. from, from Maxi, uh, yep. he's pretty much. I think he's kind of obsolete. Yeah, he is. This is not that. Like it's just. It's what it, it's what makes. I'm trying to think of a phrase without sounding too disrespectful. Luca helped make him relevant because he plays so hard. But at a certain point, the talent disadvantage in the playoffs becomes apparent. Where it's like he's a six eleven guy with a six eleven wingspan who can't really defend. He has a weak base, and he's also just not. He doesn't have any superior athletic traits. It's not like he's seven foot three or something like that. It's like he just is, is caught kind of in a no man's land and, and his minutes are really they've been brutal for, for seven straight games now. Yeah. Um I think it's possible that he could like if if you match him up against McGee, like McGee's a giant dude, but he's kind of um undisciplined. And I think you could in a pick and roll action get him get him open on a pick and roll yeah and just him against that starting lineup he just had no space there was no nope. option to do anything um so maybe against the second lineup he could maybe get some production in and not be a total liability um and then my second idea and this is pretty wild but uh, and i know spencer's been struggling the entire playoffs but and my, and, my, and my point in this is that getting Aiden in foul trouble, I think, is like going to be key. Um, getting him off the floor sure. is, is like a huge – it should be a huge goal for us. 
So I'm thinking Dinwiddie starting for Brunson and for the purpose of like having Luca run pick and rolls, like a couple pick and rolls, break the defense, being able to get to Dinwiddie and him and Luca being able to drive at, at Aiton and trying to get him in foul trouble early um, could be beneficial. I mean, there may be other ways to get Aiton in foul trouble that are better, but that's just an idea that I had. Sure, the Suns fouled quite a lot during the regular season, and they just sort of outlasted it. Um, and you can kind of see why as of tonight. Uh, I don't know. The Dinwiddie thing is very frustrating for me because Dinwiddie, you know, our, our first caller talked about how, you know, I'd like to see him, you know, be smarter and take more advantage of situations. Like one of the things that I, I get frustrated with with Spencer is, He's often like the the guy who catches the ball on uh, you know on on inside out rotations where the ball's moving around the perimeter after a driving kick, and I saw him repeatedly in the first three quarters size up defenses and basically let them reset after the ball gets to him. Yeah. yeah. And then in the fourth quarter, he scores this like diving layup, and it's like, where was this all game? Yeah. And I know I know the answer. The Suns were kind of not playing as hard a defense, but it's just. A decisive Spencer Dinwiddie is very beneficial to the Mavericks. Yeah, and I think putting him in the starting lineup might get him some confidence, just might be able to get him more engaged or, um, I don't know, in in the feel of the game a little bit more. And I think Brunson may benefit coming off the bench a little bit more too, facing the second second group. uh, Sure. Because the first group is just so long and gives him so much trouble. Well, I mean, um, I'm, gra- I'm glad you brought up the length, you know, just because it gives me an opening to talk about something I want to talk about. One of the things that I found just it's crazy to watch in real time, even though I knew it was going to happen, was Luca would would get a screen and he would get a switch. And I said this in the podcast I just did with Josh, but I want to repeat it. I'm saying switch and not mismatch because I don't really think this will have a mismatch unless Luca ends up on Chris Paul. They just have too much length. Now, Luca is obviously a mismatch in the in the bigger picture sense for everybody that guards him. But what was really crazy was that he'd like get Aiton, and then he would pull back, and he would pull back, and Aiton would be you know right like Aiton's feet are incredible on the perimeter. And then what would happen is you would see Mikhail Bridges shade over, and at that point it's like that is a lot of arms. To do stuff where it's like, and you know, Luca was got past, you know, uh, Aiton for a dunk in the fourth quarter, and maybe he can, you know, see something on film where he can make some more decisive reads and really attack the the paint more thoroughly in, in game in game three or in game two, excuse me. But it was just like watching what the Suns do defensively and just their ability to step closer to Luca and it not matter to their defense where it's like he's threading passes to guys in the corner. And because they're so long, they just get there in time. Shit. It's crazy to watch. It's like, they're just really good at basketball. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty terrifying, but I do think there are adjustments that could be made to be beneficial. Um, the last thing is uh, the, I don't know if you saw the Chris Paul interview after the game, um, but he he started throwing in like good players of Mavs and then threw in Theo Pinson and then like looked at David McMenamin looking for a response and I and I saw Theo commented like he was like he thought he was getting respect but it just felt like Chris Paul was just making fun of our team 
and um, I fucking hate that guy. Did you say uh, Dave McMenamin? I think it was Dave McMenamin who was interviewing him. He's on. He's an ESPN guy. If it was Mac Ten, I'll look into this after the game. I could. I, I could be wrong. I, I was just. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I mean, it was. It's weird though. I. I get where you're saying. I. I, I do because it's just like. But this kind of comes back to the bigger challenge that the Mavericks have. It's just like like. They just don't really have any dudes to play against the well, Suns. Paul was making fun of us for me, and it's just yeah. like, man, could could this guy be any more hateable? Um, yeah, um, but I I am hopeful. Um, and uh, I, thanks for thanks for staying up and doing this so late, Kirk. I appreciate it. Sure, man. Talk soon. All right. Let me get back in here. I, I went to Twitter for a second because uh, as one uh, posted the clip and, you know, I'll, I'll watch it later. I, I, maybe I should cut out that, that Dave McMenamin. Not, uh, it's not slander. My strong opinion is, is what that was. Um, Armand, what's up, buddy? Armand. He hit the unmute button this time. Now we just need to get the, uh, the audio to work for him. Try detaching your Bluetooth, something like that, because it's it's just not connecting for you. I can see it doing it, trying to trying to get in there. All right, man, we'll try a little bit later. Sometimes it is. sometimes things just don't work. Ruben, what's up, friend? Hey, what's up, Kurt? Can you hear me okay? I can. Hit the mute on your TV though. Oh, sorry, you watching Archie? All right, it was, it, was very, it was very, it was very, it was good audio. Picked up well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. Um, but no, I, I did watch the whole game. Uh, Luca is, is a beast, man. I, I just got to give my hat off to him, man. Like they literally threw the whole team and the kitchen sink at him tonight. And he still had, he still went off. He did. I mean, I, I think that when we get into Luca based criticism, the, the thoughts have to be that I think that he ISOed a little too much. Um, but I also think the Suns were inviting those isolations and whatever the Mavericks do in game two, they have to draw up some stronger, faster decision-making like these, 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 uh, possessions where the Mavericks are kind of meandering for eight to 12 seconds drive me nuts. Yeah. And, and I feel like this, like this, this round, the second, I mean, it's his first, second round. It's a lot of people's first on or a lot of players first second round playoff uh series on this team but i felt like it's like a almost like a heavyweight bout okay you won the first round we're just trying to see you know what we have to adjust to um and i feel like luca was okay let me see if i can get away with the things that got us here um they pretty much sold out like hey let's see uh, you know, they stuck to their man and they had good switches as well. Um, Phoenix is just an all around good team, but, um, with Luca, I'm, I think he had what, 45 this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and what we were missing and I, they were just like, they had some great bounces and just great shooting to start the game. So, um, I'm not sure. I got a feeling that's not, and then they're going to sit, shoot 60%, 70% almost. You know, in most of these games. So I say that, and then they did that shit against Game Six in the Pelicans, where they were also just like, did you see that thing where they've only shot? No, they haven't. They've yet to shoot under fifty percent through seven playoff games. 
That sounds nice. Exactly. They're, I mean, they're the number one team in the league for a reason with Booker. So it's basically with Booker and Chris Paul, when they get to their spots, like, they're unstoppable. But when they get Cam, uh, Cam Johnson, I think that was his name, um, get him shooting and you get um, – What's the guy? I forgot the. Uh, is it Payne? Yeah, when you get Payne, yeah. just throwing up threes and. No, Payne you know. is fucking money. Okay, I watched this dude in the summer league. He was on the Mavs summer league team, and the Mavericks opted. He was incandescent for like five games. He'd shown that he'd developed a three point shot. Then you know who the Mavericks went and signed? I'll let you. I'll, I'll give you a guess. Uh, uh, it was he's on the team now. Wait, uh, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't Frank. Or oh no, no. Uh, 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 the short guy that doesn't even. Trey Burke. Play. Yeah, Trey Burke. <laughs> Bubble Burke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, just while we're here complaining, yeah. they just you know. they, they got a lot of players that that hold, have should have a grudge against the Dallas Mavericks for sure. But what I want to see next game and what Luca was doing, um pretty much the whole game and he was getting some points and he wasn't getting all the calls, which some calls. No, first half he got a lot of like, it's like what Luca just hit the stanchion. What is happening? But I mean, he still shot a lot of free throws. So I think it evened out over the course of the game, but it was a little uncomfortable in the first half. Right. But uh, next, next game, I want to see Brunson and Dinwiddie drop that ball. Make, make Aiton, if he blocks you, he blocks you. But if you can get him like in foul trouble, like the last guy said, like if you can try to get their bigs in foul trouble, they may have to play a little different. In this game, I felt like they were scared to drive. Like, and they started doing it late in the game. Like, uh, Jalen Brunson had like a, a like a lefty layup, like maybe a couple of those. And I think even Spence had like a he he was driving late in the game, but they were like. What what do I do? Like you can't be scared in this second round. No. But um, hats off to Luca and Maxi. Oh my God, I'm glad Maxi is still alive after that. And Me how too. is that not a a review for a flagrant? I don't know because I don't like like McGee. Like McGee was a maverick. He's he's played on so many teams. He's like every all his teammates love him. He's not a dirty guy, but like he still clipped him, and that was interesting. That was crazy. He swept that, the that, leg that like he didn't. It, it, he made it look like it was an accident, but you literally walked under a guy that's hanging on the rim, and you took his right leg from under him, and it made him lose his grip on the goal. And that, and they reviewed the slap to the face. Wait, okay, so wait, so after they reviewed the fake slap to the face of Booker, they said, uh, um the challenge was unsuccessful. I thought they already used their challenge on a, um, I want to say it, 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 in the third quarter, and it was a foul on Luca. I want to say, oh, I, I could have sworn they got away with two challenges in this game, if I was not mistaken. Cause he, I don't at, remember. After they reviewed it, he was like, uh, the challenge is unsuccessful. I'm like, we already heard that before when y'all challenged uh, another play, but maybe I'm tripping. But, uh, yeah, they got away with, like, two challenges, which I'm, like, tripping over. But, but no, I just – next next game, I do want to see Brunson and uh, Dinwiddie drive more. And we stuck around. Like, we, we – I feel like maybe that may have been – it should have been their best punch. 
But we were down what we bought it as close to as four points. And and, and that's uh, the last series. I was like the whole time watching the Utah Jazz play. And, you know, we lost the first game. But that whole series, I was like, yeah, let them get all the twos, get them, get them off the free point, uh, the three point line. But let them get all the twos they want. Make sure we hit our threes, though. And this this time around, like this next game, I want to see Jalen and Spence drive to that basket, make other people crash on you like once you get Aiden in foul trouble, that's going to make other players like, oh, shit, I got to go help Aiden real quick so he doesn't pick up this many fouls. So oh, for they, sure. were, they just weren't doing it this game. And that's that's something that's an easy, easy little fix. But I just well, hope my, they don't. Bitch. I'm griping about like the fact that I felt like the, a number of Mavericks, including like mainly Brunson and Dinwiddie, like we're doing a fair amount of sizing up because they get the they get the ball in these kind of kick out and ball rotation situations. And, you know, Brunson. Brunson was, I don't know, it depends on what the chat's tolerance for slander is. Like, Brunson shot one three and one free throw. He, so he shot, you know, he shot 15 times from two-point range, and he connected on six of them. And that is bad, my friends. Um, Very bad. He, you know, there was a, a fast-break layup that he missed that is indicative of sort of where he was tonight for this game. And, and – the Mavericks will need more out of him. Spencer, I'm just, I'm very close to being not having any expectations for him and then being pleasantly surprised because he no. was just, he was rough again. He, but he hit a, I could have sworn he hit like a three. He did, two. Hit, he did hit two threes. You're correct yeah, about that. And that, and those I matter. think it's like maybe just first game jitters, but now I think I saw Jason Kidd even say this, you know, no, I think it was a uh, Dor- Dorian Finney Smith. All right, that we see how they're going to play us now. Let us adjust, um, and then let's come back a little bit stronger. But I don't know about what Reggie said, like full court pressing the whole game. We, we can't. Reg, like Reggie Miller exists on a different plane of existence is what I just <laughs> determined. You know, full court press with a team that plays six guys. Uh, Maxi Kleba not known for his defense. Uh, Devin Booker, underrated scorer, uh, uh, soon to be fir- all, all NBA first team Devin Booker. Like the sheer amount of shit that flies out of that man's mouth is is impressive, and I and I and I, I should know because I talk a lot. Like I was I was impressed. It was, it was something else. <laughs> and then um, wasn't it uh, when um, when Crowder kicked Luca in the nuts and Luca was down? Here goes Draymond. I've been kicked out of the. He's like put a bunch of. <laughs> smiling or laughing emoji faces he's like i've been thrown out of the game for less and that was like, a crazy kick it looked like he did it on purpose like oh you shouldn't open your leg which see see and and you know i think you've been a Mavs fan for a long yeah, time yeah yeah right, a really? long time so you watched crowder and he was on the maverick that man couldn't do anything yeah purpose. correct and he hits all the threes <laughs> against us oh yeah katie in the chat said luca had seven of the mavericks eight turnovers when he had what? eight or when he only had five, like it's just like, like there's a stat sheet in front of you. This was what are we doing? this was a weird game. I swear they got away with two challenges, man. I, it wasn't even like mm-hmm. literally. The ref said that challenge was unsuccessful. I'm like, wait, they already used one of the challenges on. One on was the an official center, review. One was an official. The, the chat pointed that out. But I okay, understand. all right, yeah, I guess I'll let that go. But no, just more driving to the basket. Get Aiden, uh, Javale McGee in trouble and it looks like you know when when Aiden is out there on the three-point line against Luca Luca got around him uh late in the game like 
they didn't, you know, they didn't kind of exploit that until late in the game. Like they just like found that out. But you know, maybe Aiden is a, isn't as quick foot on defense when you got him out at the three point line. Maybe you can get around him. But more driving, um, Reggie uh, Bullock, don't get in foul trouble. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I don't expect us to. I, I expect Phoenix to win their games at home and us to win our games at home. And it's just going to go back and forth. Like, this is going to be a tough series, but I haven't lost faith. Uh, glass half full type of guy. So um, just keep keep pushing to that goal, though. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks for joining, Ruben. Hope your Tuesday is better. Hey, I'm up working right now. Super Tuesday. I'm in mortgage. So uh, I'll be up listening to everybody tonight. All right, man. Thanks so much. Talk soon. All right, now. All right, coming up next, let's try Armand one last time for uh, for, for the good of the order. Our man cannot get the audio to work tonight. I don't know why, man. I'm sorry. All right, let's try tomorrow night. Try, try to give you see if the app needs an update. Um, Josh, what's up, dude? Hey. Um, first off, uh, kids should play the film over and over again when they go over film of Devin Booker yelling in Brunson's face. Mm, um, on that block? Yo. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I, he is so punchable. Um, it's because he's handsome. Yeah, I guess so, but he's just such a prick. I mean, there's, <laughs> other, um, there's other handsome people who, who just don't happen to be a full, full-fledged prick face. Like me. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> go, go ahead. I, I find I find you likable. You you seem likable, reasonable, and likable. Um, uh, but yeah. So look, they came out. They had obviously they were tight. They couldn't get anything done to begin with. I think it was a big thing that we that that you know, to step into an arena. You don't have home court now, so you're stepping into this place against the Western Conference champs. And I think it was it was a big moment and they and they got tight, got in a hole. And to their credit, they tried to, you know, like like they spent a long time fighting just in that ten point range. But once the Suns kind of got it up to whatever, 15, 18, it felt like it was going to be too far, you know, too far a ship to, to reach sure. on shore. Sure. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, they, they've been doing a lot of bouncing back um, from losses. And, and to be honest with you, I didn't really – I mean, with how badly Brunson played and and with how tentative the team looked, I don't know. The Suns shot it really well, and it made it seem to me like like if I was on the squad, I'd be like, yo, these dudes don't look that they – don't, they don't look that unbeatable to me. Sure. I mean, I'm not trying to be super optimistic because we don't know the future. But man, they didn't look that opt- they didn't look that unbeatable. And fuck, Luca just dropped forty five on them, and 
to be honest, it felt the whole game like he wasn't having a good game, but he was. <laughs> I mean, he did have seven or what, how many turnovers did he have? Uh, let's see here. I just closed the thing. It was only, it was like four. It wasn't that many. Oh, Five, maybe. Yeah. Oh, so that's just me being influenced by Reggie Miller. Well, fuck me. Uh, all right. Well, um, uh, go Mavs. Uh, and um, thanks for thanks for doing this late, Kirk. Oh yeah. No, this is this is fine. Thanks, Josh. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Peace. All right. Yeah, we might get out of here earlier than uh, than many other nights because we're not like screaming excitedly till two thirty in the morning. Tyler, what's up? Oh, Kirk, I have thoughts about this series. Let's hear it. Well, um, I kind of said it in the chat, but uh, I don't think Dwight Powell should play another minute, and I don't care what it means. Well, I mean, he's had he's had many games of not mattering, and I don't know. It, it's it's this is where I'm less frustrated with him, um, and frustrated with like multiple years of team building to where Dwight Powell matters that much. Well, here's the thing. The only reason he's out there is he catches a lob at the beginning of the first quarter and the beginning of the third quarter. That's the only thing he brings. He blew a layup in transition after Luca delivered him a dime on a platter. What in the hell was that? That was a crazy should have stapled him to the bench after that expeditiously. Call a timeout and staple him there. It's a war crime. Yeah. Um, I, as long as Maxi doesn't have to have back fusion surgery tomorrow, I think he should probably play 35 to 38 minutes and then you kind of workshop the rest of the 10 because, uh, we were down 22 to seven with Dwight Powell in the game. And that was the ultimate difference. Yeah. And it's just, it's, you know, I talked about this in a pregame thing where it's like, Hey, I wonder if the Mavericks are going to say, Hey, Deandre Ayton, you beat us. And Ayton was like, okay. <laughs> Like the thing is, I don't think the Mavericks coaching staff and organization has the spine to actually pull the plug on Powell as a starter with what he's done for the franchise. I don't think they have the the gut to do it. And that's going to end up being frustrating. It's tough, though, because it's like for as much as I'd like to see small ball, small ball also absolutely wears out Dorian Finney-Smith. And he's already playing a bajillion minutes, and I know he's like, "Oh, what am I going to be tired for?" And it's like, "Well, we, you know, it's it's we've only played one game. That's that's the answer." Hey, so we gotta it, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, Kirk. We gotta I get to the you. bridge first. Yeah, if we're down three zero, right. it doesn't matter how much he's playing. You're probably right about that. But because but they I only had see, go ahead, go ahead. Powell and Maxi uh, had a combined two rebounds between them, which is yeah. Bad. But at least Maxi had freaking five threes. Sure, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. Like uh, you know, Maxi was in Canada and then missed all his free throws. Well, somehow. you know, it's a give and take. He's on the Luca arc. Free throws <laughs> go down. Right, right. I, I don't know. I'm just a little bit less optimistic because the Suns have been killers in the mid range, especially to us, forever. And we're going to have to probably boost our offense somehow. And I, if Dinwiddie and Brunson are going to be limited like they were tonight, then there's just not a viable path. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball's hard. It's, it's good to be having this conversation, though. We're in the second round. Like That's true. It's a start. And 
we've got a puncher's chance. We just have to find some offense because everything was a grind today. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Tyler. We'll talk soon, all right? Absolutely. All right. I think we have one more guest here waiting. Hey, it's Brad. Hi, Brad. Welcome. One more time with the mute button. We're having a fun time tonight. Just like Mavericks missing open jump shots. Folks just not hitting mute button. Brad, you there? Hmm. I don't know what the struggle bus is tonight. Maybe it's an app-based issue where we all need to go do an update after the show. We'll try, though. Hey, Grayson, what's up? Grayson just hitting the mute button, too. Hey, hey, hey. There Sorry. we go. It was it was being tricky with me for a second. It's not. I don't think it's you guys. I think it's the I think it's the app. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I just want. I literally just joined, so I'm not really sure what the tone of this green room has been. Drunk? Uh, no, no. Tell us what you're thinking. It's fine. You know, I don't know if we're going to win this series, and they played really poorly in the first quarter, but I'm optimistic a little bit based on how they responded in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm just glad they didn't roll over and there's a lot of times where they could have and they, yes. didn't. Uh, and they fought really hard. Uh, and that, that gives me a little bit of cautious optimism. Well, I like that. I, I, I think there's, there's areas where they just didn't execute well that they can clean up. And there's areas where the sun's overperformed. It's just, I, I, I have a hard time being like, well, the suns aren't going to hit all these shots that they've been hitting all year again. But you know, one of my preseason predictions on a sun's podcast, I went on not preseason, like pre series predictions was a key matchup to watch was Russell. Um, I'm sorry. was Jay Crowder versus the rim. And tonight Jay Crowder won because he's been a really odd shooter for them this year. So it's, if he doesn't hit four threes, if he goes one of four, does this, does this series, does that game feel different? Yeah. But he's kind of the one guy that I think is really unreliable in the bigger picture. The rest of their team is just really good. Yeah. I actually, I watched it with my friend who is a Suns fan. And so I had to take a little bit more of an objective look at this game and he thought that it was officiated in our and in, in their favor. He he admitted that, but I don't think that was like why they lost. I think if they hit the seven or eight free throws that they missed, this game would have looked way different in the fourth quarter. And like if they don't come out and miss the first, what felt like eight or nine shots that they took, like yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, if they steal a game on Wednesday then I'll feel really great about this whole situation. Shoot, yeah. And even if they don't, like, let's take it back to Dallas and let's just see what happens. You know, like, I, the Suns are a very good team and we are the underdogs for a reason. But, like, you know, this game doesn't make me think the series is over. Yeah. No, there's, there's – the, the Mavs seem pretty upbeat considering they're down by 20 at certain points. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do on Wednesday. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'll obviously be watching. I mean, I'm in a green room at 1.20 a.m. So right. we'll be watching. <laughs> All right. Talk soon, Grayson. Yeah, All right. You. Let's uh, let's try Brad again here. Um, Brad, 
how's the app going to work tonight? Maybe not at all. Oh, there it there is. There we go. Oh, look, I, like I was listening and playing uh, Red Dead Redemption uh, 2. Well, that'll do it. Yeah, that sounds fun. Such, I want to play video games. Uh, I've not played much I in a tell while. You what, man, such a great game. Replaying it again for the second time. And then you said, hey, it might be a short night. And I said, you know what? Let me ask. <laughs> Let me ask no, this is <laughs> this is like we started half an hour late. Like that's that one I did with Mark Stein last week where he just kept popping yeah. in and out was two and a half hours long. And I did uh, not want to tell Stein. I was so tired and I just wanted to be like, hey, could we go? And he's like, oh, this I mean, is fun. No, you can't do that this time. He is just like, I, I was, I was reading the, uh, oh God, I, well, I'm not going to actually get up to the floor, but the, the dark book. That, like, oh, sure. The great Nowitzki. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and like the, the fact that like, he's so in there, just like, uh, you just, anything Stein wants, like I'm all about, but also I'm, I'm in LA. So like, it's not that late for me, but yeah, you're good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, man, uh, I'm not really honestly like that upset about most of what happened like today. Like, uh, they're really, really good. Um, you know, I, you know, wasn't listening that much, but you know, the small ball lineup for us is going to have to be what we do because we don't have another option. I assume Dwight Powell won't play more than 10 minutes in any game like from now on. Uh, and it would be nice to not have to rely on Maxi fucking making every shot in his life again, (laughs) uh, in order to stay in the game. Right. Like, I mean, like, yeah, it's Yeah. Like, I I just like, what else do you do? Like Luca scores, does stuff. But then, like, you realize, like, oh, who else do we have? Like, it's like a serious player. Uh, or or at least it's an elite player at what they specifically do. Like, do they have an elite talent at that position or that yeah. skill set? And we've got well, a lot of, you know, mediocre stuff, which is fine. Uh, and I think we'll give them a run for their money. I think right. so. I still think they can win at least two games. It's just winning. So it's like now that it's 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 one zero. It's essentially saying, hey, can do you think you can beat the Suns the next yeah. four four out of the next six games? And that's hard. So like I so I've never thought of it that way. Like I I've always thought of it as a uh, look like I I know this is like very much like Mavs like fan favor to say look like if we can protect home court and steal one, right? Like that's all we got to do. All we got to do is push it to seven. Huh? Like, and we can do it because I think we've got Luca fucking Doncic. Sure. And, and, and just, they don't like, and as bad as he started this game, I was just like, dude, like, w- like what's going on. And then you still turn up with whatever, 40, whatever points should have had, like probably like 20 assists. Who cares, right? Right. But, like, we've got Luca. We've got the best player that is on the court in this series. So, if we can just keep pushing, 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 that's all we need to do. Yeah. 
We'll see, because, you know, the the one thing about this series is that there are no extended breaks. So the Mavs play Wednesday at 9, Ugh. Friday at 8.30, Sunday oh at 2.30. God. It is just, just it's just unrelenting. So it, it really is. The only two-day break that would be in the series is for Game 7. I, I mean, the argument for that right now is that that also works against the Suns because Chris Paul is my age. Um which I think that's a fun argument, but it's yeah. Not. But how many? Yeah, how many? How many minutes did he actually play tonight? He didn't really play that many minutes, though. Right. Like he's not right. playing forty minutes a night. You know, he's playing like thirty. I don't know. Something like that, that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's still like, you know, God, like the most hateable. I used to like the Suns, and now I just can't because Chris Paul is there, and like. Chris Paul's infected the Suns to where, like, despite Devin Booker, like, being a player I used to kind of like, now I just can't because Chris Paul is there. <laughs> it's just, like, the worst. Like, it's, like, the most frustrating thing for me because, like, I want to, like, root for some of their players, like, because I enjoy them. Like, you know, right. now that we're playing against them, like, I don't, but, like, God damn, like watching Chris Paul play against us always is just like the most I've hated him since he was on the Hornets. They don't even exist anymore. Like, yeah, it's just so frustrating. Well, thanks for joining. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for uh, letting me up. Yeah, sure. Enjoy. uh, Enjoy Red Dead. We'll talk soon. Oh, so good. Yeah. All right. See if we've got anybody else. All right. Guys, it's been fun. Thank you for letting me get out. Oh, we got one more speaker popping in here. So let's see. uh, What's up, KD? How you doing? Hit that unmute button one more time. Give him a second here. Don't recognize the avatar, but that's all right. Um, Okay. Well, I'm tired, and that's going to be what we do. This has been Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyballs Group Therapy. We'll be back here. Um, you know, Josh and I just did a podcast. I'm going to talk with Tim Cato tomorrow afternoon. If things work out, that'll be fun because Tim's at the game doing doing work. Uh, and, you know, if you missed Tim's story on The Athletic today, I'd really go read it. It was really worth, worth my time. Um, his talk also had a really nice story on D Magazine. You know, we're going to have a bunch of stuff up on Mavs Moneyball. We've already got two posts up right now recap and kind of the, the you know the stats that matt phillips thought was worth reading josh is writing a column right now because he's a madman we all got you know and now everybody's got to go to work uh day jobs uh in a few hours here so be good and we will talk soon thanks so much for hanging out whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.